Ready? All right, good morning. Good morning. Well, you, you've talked about the, um, the, the 2.6 second threshold before, so they got three, excuse me, I'm sorry, misspoke. Oh, correct, you know, on camera or anything, yeah. Uh, God forbid. Yeah. Is that even just more imperative this week with Mahomes and the playmakers they have, and how much of an emphasis is that for you? Uh, definitely. I mean, you know, we go through the, the profiles and the objectives uh, each week, and and that's clearly one of the objectives uh, for you know playing against their offense and you know frankly how we play. So we're we're actually going to take a uh, segment of today's practice and work the scramble drills. So um, you know Patrick's outstanding at it. You, know, you can just see that I think between 20 and 23 percent of their plays are extended plays. So it's a major focus for us this week. Is that the, do you normally have a scramble drills in your practice, or is that something that you've added for this week? Or yeah, I mean, you've seen it in training camp. So, you know, we uh, did it a few times early to start of the season. Um, but, you know, you get to the, this time of year trying to start to cut back and certain things. Uh, but it, it'll definitely be in this week. What is the focus? I mean, we understand what the offense is trying to do. What, what do you want the defense to do on those scrimmage? Like, just stick your guy? I mean, or is it, you, know, you got zones like, you know, your guy's going this way and, and you know, home to throw it back. On this side of the field, I mean, it's like. Well, I think it's like anything. I mean, understanding what the opponent's trying to do, regardless of what side you're on it. I mean, as, as far as the offense, you know, the ability to extend the play and, and, and build a triangle on the move for the quarterback. I mean, it's still about spacing and relationship, setting the quarterback friendly angle to get the ball distributed to you. So that's the offensive. Defense is the biggest thing is the plaster. You know, you, you'll see time and time again that particularly defensive perimeter players get stuck with their eyes going back to the quarterback and it gives the receiver an opportunity to create separation and give a, the quarterback a window to throw the ball. So, and then obviously the, the pass rush element, uh, you know, because if you do have the rush lane discipline, um, I mean, he's, he's not one that goes outside. He does a really good job setting the rush high and coming up in, you know, in the vacated A or B gap. So, I mean, those are the little things that you, you practice and emphasize and uh, he's, he's outstanding at it. Does it make it more difficult because he, he's unconventional? You're taught not to throw the ball back across the middle of the field. I guess, and most people understand that's the tennis. Don't throw the ball back across the middle of the field. He does that and is successful with it. Well, we've always taught, you know, it's one of the mortal sins of quarterback players never throw the ball late down the middle. But when you can throw it as far as he does, I mean, you know, sometimes he throws all the way across the field. No, it's uh, very, very impressive uh, his ability to put the ball where he needs to. What has been your assessment of his play this year specifically? Well, I mean, I, I'm aware of the numbers, you know, as far as the, the turnovers, uh, takeaways. But I, I think just like anything in our game, uh, you know, the last game, I mean, he's AFC Offensive Player of the Week. I think it, it shows you not only what he's capable of, he's done, he's played at that level for a long time already. It's established himself in the league as an MVP uh, quarterback. So, uh, they, you know, that's, that's, that's the quarterback we're preparing for. Tyron Smith be limited today, and just how will he work back in this week? Tyron will be limited. Uh, he'll go through the uh, individual segment of practice, and then we'll assess where he is. What about Lawrence or Gallimore? Would they do more? They're this? still in a rehab group. Yeah. Well, any of the players who are currently on injured reserve have their 21-day practice windows started this week? Um, not, not today. No, not today. <clears throat> Where's their line as far as the COVID list, and has anyone else been added? Or? My understanding is Greg gets back Thursday, uh, tomorrow. So uh, we have we have not added anybody today. Mike, offensively, is this week at Arrowhead any different having to prepare for the noise, a place you coached at and are familiar with? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at the statistics, just at the crowd noise. I mean, I think it was uh, when we went up to Minnesota, 
you know, it was about 120 decibels, you know, where, you know, Arrowhead's been to 140. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's what we're preparing for. And uh, it's, a, it's an incredible environment. Not a lot of our players have played there. So uh, just gave them a little snippet of what it looks like today and, you know, what it sounds like. So it is, uh, noise will be a, you know, a big part of our preparation this week. Do you believe in measuring stick game, Mike? And is this one, even though you all have a better record than the Chiefs? Well, you're talking about defending champion here. Absolutely. I mean, these guys are extremely well coached. I have great respect for Andy Reid and for the way he's done it for, for decades in this league. And yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is an important game. It's an uncommon opponent. So, you know, we're going to spend a little more time. We've already done it this morning in, in the classroom and in the walkthrough part of it. Uh, we feel like we need more time on the video together. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's about getting a road win. I think we're we know where we are, um, and I know where they, they want to go. So, I mean, you're going to see a clash of two really good football teams Sunday afternoon. What, what do you make of Dak's decision-making? You know, a lot of quarterbacks can have low interceptions because they won't throw the ball down the field, just check it down and things. He's a guy who's up there in yards per attempt. What do you make of Dak's ability? Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're definitely with our, our you know, our, our, our design of plays, I would put us in, you know, more of the aggressive Category, so I mean we're not a dink and dunk offense. So I think the point I'm making with his completion percentage, I, I think it shows you you know the type of player he is and just the kind of year he's having. So I think his decision making overall, as a whole, has been, has been excellent. So um, you know the, the interception ratio is a little higher. You like he like to be 1.7 or less. You know historically is is, is way the way we look at it. Um, but you know it's you know it's a long year. Those those are numbers really more for it at the end of the season, you go back and evaluate. I, I think you can get, get yourself crossed up, you know, holding to those numbers in mid-season. But, um, you know, I, I think he's very smart with the football. If Tyron Smith can't play on Sunday, Coach, that would in theory be the first time that we'd see potentially all these starters on the offensive line. But is it as simple as that? In other words, do you still find yourselves tinkering with some of the positions there? Um, no, I mean, you know, Tyron's, you know, he's going to, you know, we'll see how it goes today. I mean, today is big. You know, we the goal would be for for Tyron to get a full week's work. So, you know, you know, other than that, we'll we'll just continue to work all the different combinations. You know, it's um, so. I mean, this this is this is kind of normal this time of year. Guys made emphasis in the offseason to improve the defense, but after last week's game, what kind of confidence is this defense playing with right now? Our defense is playing with great confidence. I think you know, number one, you look at the number of 30, 32, 33 players that have played already on the season on defense and not only are they confident, you know, they're all chomping on the bit to play more and, and which to me is a very healthy, competitive uh, defensive uh, room and then that's what you want. So uh, the communications has uh, definitely improved. Uh, you can see the connection is more and more. This is a huge challenge. I mean, this is as an explosive as an offense that I think you'll see, you know, in our season. So. Um, but yeah, I, I, I clearly I think our, our confidence is growing. We we come off a performance Sunday, you know, based on our own personal analytics, uh, is the highest rated performance of, of of my time, you know, using this this system. So uh, we want to build off that performance. The Chiefs lead the league in yards after catch. What jumps out specifically about Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and what makes them so productive? Yards after the catch. I mean, you know, Tyreek just is so quick and explosive, and his his vertical speed. I mean, he has he has it all with a ball in his hand. And Kelsey, I mean, my goodness, uh, you know, for his size and his his ability after the catch. You know, obviously he's on a 
him and Patrick are on, on definitely on the same page. You can see it on their, you know, their inside option routes and things like that, the anticipation that they both play with. But I mean, you know, his yards after the catch profile tapes extremely impressive. I mean, it's obviously a it's one of our primary focal points. What's your philosophy when it comes to the timing or when to let Kella know that this is four down territory? When does it enter your mind and when's your benchmark of when you want him to know that? Well, I mean, obviously, you'd like to give it to him on second down, so because you know, it'll, it'll affect his third down call. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that, just like anything in game planning, you know, you you, you have an anticipation of when you're going to do it and going into the game. But the, you know, the the in game communication is, you know, obviously, you want to give it to him as soon as possible. How much of this game plan, where it's you know, hey, we're, we're, we're I'll be pretty inclined to be more aggressive. Today is that something that is discussed over the course of the week? It's it's like no other. It's just like all the other situations. I mean, you go into you know short yardage, you know first and ten normal D and D on on the side of the fifty. Or I mean, you you have general uh, spots in the game where you want to be more aggressive, and you have games where you're you know spots in the game that you go into where you're not going to be as aggressive. I mean, it's 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 no different on fourth down. Do you see a lot of similarities between these two teams and the way they're built and? Did you guys model yourselves in any way after them, given the success they've recently had? Uh, well, that's a great question. Uh, I, I, I mean, I have a lot of respect for them, but you know, I wouldn't say we sat down and, you know, so we're going to, you know, we want to be like the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I, I think they, you know, they play in a different division. I, I think if you look at their division, I mean, a tight end position, I mean, there's, there's definitely some carryover uh, now that, you know, we're into these AFC West teams and you're, you're watching them on film and you can see. I think that's normal in any division because you know they're 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 obviously the beacon of their division and, and, and frankly of the NFL. I mean, just for their success, particularly the last three years. So, uh, but yeah, you always they're in our cutups. You know, they're they're part of some of the things we look at postseason. You know, in season as far as the trends. So, but I, I wouldn't say we model ourselves after. Dax, spoke after this past game about Anthony Brown's leadership. I think like anything in leadership, you got to give guys opportunities and I, I can't say enough about Anthony Brown. I mean, he's uh, his professionalism every single day. He's playing with such, you know, such confidence, you know, this year compared to last year. Uh, I think he's having a heck of a year. Uh, he was our designated captain to talk before the game. He was outstanding. I think everybody really felt him before. We went out on the field. Uh, he inspired me for the theme I'm going to use in the morning. So um, he's, um, he's he's definitely really stepped up his leadership. Since the start of spring in general, how much of that leadership in the locker room have you seen develop from start of OTAs to today? I mean, let's be honest, winning helps, uh, no doubt about it. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely encouraged. And, you know, I, I think our leadership council does a really good job of being proactive, you know, just, just with things of, we haven't had much where we've had a talk after the fact. You know, I think that they, they do a good job of, you know, just echoing the, the, the message. And you know, we've, we, you know, we've tweaked some things just to, to you know, help our environment. You know, as far as practice and you know stuff like that. So, um, I really, I really like the leadership of our football team, and you know, it continues to grow. Can you share with Anthony? Said that you might be going forward with. Well, you know, I mean, it's, his message was you know, more about. You know, we talk about everybody, you know, coming in here to AT&T and giving us their best shot. You know, it's time for us to just start shooting at everybody else and not worrying about that. So this was the gist of it.
Given that watermelons and last week helped for you, do you have any creative ploys this week to motivate the team without giving it away? Wish I had something to give you. Yeah, I mean, um, no, we're just we're just trying to emphasize some of the same things over and over, just with you know different selection of words. With two uncommon opponents within such a short period, is that how does that impact the staff and what you give the players versus what you normally would if it was a little bit different situation? Well, I mean, the history of playing on Thanksgiving, and I think we've all been part of it. You know, definitely you're part of it every year here in Dallas. Uh, but uh, my, my approach was you always you, you always install more. You know, we'll, our installation will, is heavier today. It'll be a little heavier tomorrow. So with the thought, uh, we call them corresponding concepts, you know, corresponding things that you feel like there will be carryover uh, from, you know, from the Kansas City game to the to the Raider game. So uh, that, 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 that will be our, you know, approach all week. Their defense is aggressive. How do you feel you guys have dealt with the blitzing and, and what the opposing defense has done you in that? Yeah, definitely. I, I think we're doing a good job. I mean, we definitely can improve. You know, we've had, we've had some inside pressures. You know, we, we spent a lot of time on Cell Scott. We're really, really in, encouraging our younger players uh, specifically to, you know, to stay on top of their Cell Scott video that's available to them. And, uh, you know, whether it's the inside pressures that we got hit on two of those early in the season uh, in normal D&D, you know, versus our play action pass. So we. We tend to still rep that just because you know we haven't seen it, but just you know just learn from, you know they watch the tape too, so you know just anticipate it. But uh, Steve's has a long history. I mean, you can still see the influence of uh, Jimmy Johnson and his and his defensive pressures, and uh, you know so um, I'm big in the history uh, of a coordinator just to try to hit you know try to anticipate maybe which direction he's going to go. But uh, our, our our players do a really good job in the video aspect. Tyler Biotish, have you seen the strides that you've been looking for over the course of the season's kind of gone on? Good point. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. I think he's uh, – Tyler's put together some really good games, more from the you know the function and the declaration and, and the command and, and, the, and the operation, and, and that's important. Uh, you know, I think, you know, your battery, you know, between your quarterback and in the, in the center and even the guards for the most part, for you know, because particularly with uh, the challenge we're going to have here at Arrowhead with the noise, uh, those guys got to be really on the same page. So I think Tyra's doing a really good job. Do offenses get to the point where you want to see that pressure? You know, because there's opportunities for big plays when, when they do bring it. I mean, just the way, you know, every offense is different. Uh, every, you know, everybody views protection, uh, you know, a little different. You know, it's, are you proactive with the adjustments? Are you, are you a hot? Are you, you know, are you a blitz side adjust team? So, I mean, I think, I think it's like anything in this league, if you just do one thing, you know, the opponent will figure it out and, and, and can, can stress you out that way. So, you know, the, the ability to be flexible, but be detailed and, and have those answers is important. Um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, with our perimeter group, you know, I, I hope they every week you, you hope for a little pressure because it gives us a chance to, to catch a one on one. And, you know, we feel our guys can score in that situation. In terms of like using silent snap counts and so forth, how much did Playing Foxborough and playing Minnesota and bring those elements out that you might need this week. Yeah, this definitely will be probably a you know Minnesota plus environment. So you know that's that's actually what I referred to this morning in the meetings. This is going to be you know a little louder in the Minnesota game. Other than going spinal tap and cranking it up to eleven with the noise in practice, what can you do to try and replicate? Just don't go spinal tap and crank it up best you can. I mean that's mm -hmm. you know, but no, I you know the walkthroughs are important. You know, we, we don't just always just need the noise to, to work it. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely spend time on the 
a lot of time on the cadence because you know both quarterbacks are outstanding at the cadence. You know, Dak does a great job. We've had uh, four free plays in the last two last two weeks, and, and obviously Patrick's doing a great job of that also. Aaron is a guy you have multiple arm angles when you're with him in Green Bay. Is this guy even? More yeah, they're very that? similar. Yeah, they're, I mean, I, I think their styles are very similar. Uh, I think Patrick does a great job of setting a rush high and coming out through the A and B gaps, which, you know, uh, in my view, always gives you a little more time in a scramble. Plus, it's a, it's ability to be scrambling and and where the offense is, you know, protector is still engaged with the with the rush element from the defense. So, um, and I, I think with that. You know he's very comfortable doing that too. So I mean you'll see him step up in the A and B gaps. You know right as the stun is clearing, and so he has great confidence in doing that. So this is definitely above the two point three game. Thank you. All right, thank you.